0: this is michael you're listening to models of masters and i'm so grateful you're here i'm breaking down personal stories learned wisdom and pieces of insight i hope can help you along your journey head over to my website michaelbecker.org for much more and with that let's get right into the show All right. I'm here with Robert Scrobe, author and subscription and membership, marketing and business building expert. Robert, how are you today?
1: I am fabulous. Great to see you. Yes, for sure. Absolute honor to be part of your program.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we're we're finally getting a good chance to to connect. Um, for for those that may not be aware, um, you know, I, one of the topics that that I regularly speak about and and um, and and incredibly fascinated about is this idea of of subscriptions and um, building in a, a sort of recurring revenue stream, if it makes sense and where where possible within your business. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, Robert. Let's dive right in. So Absolutely. actually. One, one of the, the big things that I've been, been thinking about and curious from from your perspective too, so much has changed in marketing and in business, even in the last four years since you wrote Retention Point, which I believe was your first book. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Probably um, more like
1: seventh book, but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. But, so, yeah, all good.
0: What have, what have you seen change um, from then to where we are now in 2022?
1: I think the you know so the the book retention point uh, was published back in in May of 2018, and you know at that time you know, subscription boxes were were all the rage, and they certainly are still popular, although not as you know, not as many startups as there were back at that time. Uh, yeah. You know now more than ever, SaaS uh, startups are the the most popular. And you know, within the subscription business, I think we've seen a, a much bigger maturing of offers. Back in 2018, it was very common for free trials uh, to really dominate, and there's been a lot of regulatory action around free trials in particular. And so now more people than ever are going to a you know pay upfront type model uh, versus having a a trial subscription. And then otherwise, heck, you know, with the with the pandemic, I've seen I've got clients that, you know, 10X their revenue uh during the pandemic because of consumer changes where you know they were now suddenly interested in uh you know, becoming part of you know, learning how to play guitar or learning how to play the drums or learning how to you know do something in their in their life or their business, and uh, more than ever, subscriptions are more popular and consumers are are drawn to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've I've been in the tech space my whole career as well, which has been eight years. Um, so it's been interesting to see the evolution, even since I began back in 2014. Um, and just the explosion of of SaaS and and um you know of these of these different types of of models where you bring customers on, you know, and you're you you have to provide value from the jump. You have to provide a really great experience up front, or you risk them leaving for uh another company that maybe they're not exactly like you, but More or less, what I'm seeing is, especially in software, the market's pretty commoditized. There's just so many options. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the retention point? So explain what that is and how you're seeing companies move that up quicker and quicker.
1: Yeah, the the you know one of the best ways to to think about the retention point is by uh, comparing to Netflix and Netflix. You, know, you may or may not realize, but they're actually watching you and tracking your what your your viewing habits as you watch shows. And one of the f- things that they figured out a few years ago was that you know that the the really the difference between programs where somebody will watch one or two episodes and then and then 70% of the audience will finish through the end of the season versus shows where maybe folks would just watch one or two episodes and then never again, Uh, and they would move on to something else. And what they called that point was the hooked point. And for Netflix, the hooked point is the episode at which 70% of that episode's viewers finish the entire season of the program. And what that allowed them to do was really look at their programming and, you know, what happened in that hook point episode? Did they go really deep with a character? Uh, was there a plot twist? Was there an ensemble cast where you got to know several of the the characters and that brought your interest? You know, did they introduce you to a new character uh, to the, the show? And they would really start to analyze what were the, the plot and character reveals in those couple of episodes in order to get their viewers to that hooked point so they would watch the whole rest of the season and then be you know, clamoring for the next season? Within your subscription business, uh, there's a the retention point. You know, You already have those subscribers that love you, that want to buy everything that you offer, and you couldn't get rid of them if you tried. Yeah. Those subscribers are lifers and they're going to stay with you for a long time. But what distinguishes the lifers from all the other subscribers that you generate? What is the point at which a new subscriber turns into a lifer? And that's mm-hmm. what we really call the retention point. And when we start analyzing and tracking that, where we see, okay, at what point does the majority, you know, 70% of our subscribers stay through the rest of the year? And you kind of look, you know, often, particularly if you're selling a monthly offer where they're paying monthly, you'll see that you know, a large number of subscribers quit within the first three months. Well, at which point do you see that that quitting really level off where the 70% of the subscribers that you have at that point are there for the rest of the year? That's really that retention point. And what you want to do is try to move that retention point closer to the point of which they joined because that way you that fall off for the first few months is shorter and shorter and you're now keeping a much larger percentage of the customers that you bring on by getting that retention point earlier within that customer life cycle.
0: And one of the things that that you write about in the book which is just brilliant is you know is not necessarily overloading new customers with with value you don't want to do that off the bat you you want to lead with aspirational cues and 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 really come in more as a leader instead of a teacher and help them understand in in simplified terms as simple as possible you know this is possible your your goals are right around the corner here's what we're going to do to help you get there and Let's get going and to really motivate them. You talk about motivation as being a key pillar and in driving results for clients. Can you kind of talk about what that process looks like as soon as people are getting going with your programs?
1: Totally. I, I love that. Uh, great, great recap. The One of the, f- the things that I've really been focused on this year with clients is I've really simplified and systemized the emails over the first seven days. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest developments since 2018. Back then, I was you know when I would create a new onboarding email sequence, you know, I'd start from scratch and kind of look around and then you know start sketching out a schedule of communication and then build it from there. What I've done most recently now is we have I've choreographed the first seven days and what each of those emails needs to be about in order to make the subscriber more excited than they were the day before. You know, how many times have you bought something, maybe even from Amazon, and this Amazon box or package shows up and you don't even remember what it was you ordered. And it was like yesterday or the day before. Um, Well, uh, and then, you know, there's probably as many times where you've purchased something, a SaaS product or something online, and you forget a week later that you even bought the thing. Well your subscribers are the same way. We're all human and we forget very easily. And so what's happened is in those cases is the subscriber had one level of excitement. They were interested, ready. They went through your process. They put in their credit card number. They bought, they got their user ID and password, and they were all full of hopes and smiles. And then, you know, 24, 48 hours, a week later, The the excitement has waned and many of them are even forgotten that you're even a subscriber, don't even know how they got signed up. And the purpose of the seven day email sequence is to make them more excited about your subscription and the promises that you deliver and the outcomes that they can experience by using your program than they were the day before. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that each day over the course of the first 7 days of their subscription, then you're going to be able to have a huge impact on your subscriber retention rates, your engagement rates, how many subscribers of yours actually get results uh, from what you sell. I mean, how many times have you had somebody buy something, never use it, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, this is bad." I like like I can tell you didn't watch a single video and how are you judging? You know, you you know they didn't use it. And and so this helps alleviate that by continuing that sales process within the first 7 days so that they're more excited than they were when they joined.
0: So those first that first week after somebody signs up is absolutely crucial not just to moving that retention point up but to really keeping them engaged and keeping them excited and you, yeah. you can't you can't wait 3 weeks or a month after somebody signs up to to communicate with them and to get them
1: to get them going. That's huge. When when you look at the numbers of a subscription business And what happens in the, you know, a lot of people will look at, oh, I've got an 8% churn rate. And so at an 8% churn rate, that means that your average member stays for 12 months. And so they're like, okay, well, you know, a month... 10, we're going to really gift them something. And we're going to, at month 11, we're going to start communicating with them this. Well, as it turns out, when you actually look at the numbers, if you have an 8% churn rate, you only have 30% of the subscribers who started with you, who are still your subscribers. Mm. You're going to have a very limited impact on your retention, because even though that's the average, because you have a lot of people that stay for a, a longer period of time, but you've been declining the whole way. And in fact, usually it's somewhere about 60 to to 70% of the subscribers who quit within the first year quit within the first three months. And then of the subscribers that quit within the first three months, more than half of those subscribers quit within the first month. And of all the subscribers that quit within the first month, half of those quit within the first week. And the first week is the greatest opportunity to have a positive impact on your retention rates. And when it's a seven day email sequence, it's simple. You can have it set up in a, you know, by the end of the day and start testing it and see within a week how it's impacted your retention rates. So it's just a simple, fast uh, way of getting results and getting it implemented.
0: Yeah. And I think another big, big thing that, that, that you wrote about and that, you know, business owners should consider is this idea that people don't want more stuff to do. Yeah. They don't want more modules, more hours of video. Does not translate to more, to a better product. Um, people don't want more one-on-one sessions or more masterminds. They want results. So, how can we build and communicate programs that are that are structured around results rather than deliverables?
1: The I, I catch myself doing this as well. You know, yeah. I'll be excited about a particular idea within the subscription world and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this changes everything because with this little piece of information, we know how to stop churn at you know, you know that members that have been a long time. I want to talk about it. And I had a coach that taught me that you can't teach from where you are. You got to teach mm-hmm. from where the customer is. And you got to focus ex- expressly on your customer avatar or a, you know, a, you know kind of an idea of who your customer is. Uh, really identify what they are trying to accomplish within their life and design a program that helps them do that with the fewest steps and the shortest period of time. And when you're focused on them rather than focused on what you want to talk about, this becomes a whole lot simpler. The other thing that I find is that I work with a lot of clients who maybe they started their business 10 years ago And when they started it, it was a little ramshackle operation. Maybe they had started it with some webinars and that became their product. And then that, you know, that, that was pretty, uh, Pretty bare bones there for several months. And then they came out with another supplement to it, and that really enhanced it, but still wasn't quite what it needed to be. And so then, you know, a year in, they created a whole nother product and and, and put that in. And then a few years later, they did a seminar, and that was so well received. They then gave away the seminar recordings as part of the product. And that got into the membership because there was a big promo, you know, 18 months into the subscription. And then maybe they had another, they got this great famous person to do sit down and do a couple of uh, webinars and then that became a bonus and went into the thing and then like eight years later nobody knows who any of these people are they don't know what the xyz seminar of 2014 was all about and why it's still in the members area and the darn thing is like this huge cluttered mess it's like you know a scene from hoarders where you go down to somebody's basement that's what their membership membership site becomes this cluttered piece of crap that has no organization okay there's a drop down and a scroll but ah Yes, there's a lot of great stuff there and I'm sure you're very proud of it. But it doesn't it's not focused on getting your subscribers where they want to go in the fewest steps and the fastest uh, shortest period of time. And that's what your subscription needs to be about, not about this collection of stuff that you've accumulated over the years and you don't know what who who's using what, what's be, what's popular, what's not, what is ca- moving the needle you know, every now and then you just got to throw it away, start fresh and focus on your member proposition. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really, really great. Yeah. And,
0: and there's so many ways to do that. Right. And obviously it will depend on your, your business model and your niche as to how you do that. But I want to get a little bit tactical and kind of dig into that sure. because that's so important. Um, how, how do you coach your clients and how have you seen your most successful clients? basically resell their customers after they sign up for the product? Like, is this just a matter of using the right copy in your email sequences? Are you producing actual products to generate more excitement? Like, what are they actually doing to resell after people sign up?
1: Yeah, one of the first things that we'll do is even even with clients that have these sort of muddled, jumbled membership sites that have been bloated over the years, Mm -hmm. what we'll do is, okay, like what are the, the, the f- three or five things that get the very fastest results for your clients out of everything in this place. You know, what is it? You know, let's put our fingers on the things that actually generate a positive outcome as quickly as possible with the least amount of work usually the client comes back with a list of like 10 things and mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll sift and sort that. And if I can get it down to three or five, that's great. Sometimes it's gotta be seven, but uh, you know, what I'm looking for is the list of the, the fewest things to create the biggest impact. Then I'll work with them to create a, a, a just a, a page like a landing page. And it could just be a, a page, a uh, Punjabi, just a normal page with links on it or lead pages. Just imagine just a, a, you know, a, a page with headlines and maybe a paragraph under each headline describing what that paragraph, what that headline's about. And then in each one is linked to a tool within the site. And it could be video four of a different program within the site. You know, you know number one could go to video four of the XYZ course, Bit number, item number two might go to video 17 of, of, a, of a seminar recording collection that you did but each one gives a very tactical, easy to implement strategy that can completely transform that member's experience and get them results as quickly as possible. And the other thing that does too, is it helps your member then navigate around the site, right? Because now they've got this thing and, and if they watch video 17, then they might hear something they wanna go back to in video before 17, or they might continue on. And so it's a good way, It's a, in a strange way, it's a good way to, to give them uh, an experience that helps them uh, you know feel good about it. It's almost like, you, know, I don't, you remember the Harry Potter movie when, Uh, in in the Harry Potter movie when the, sorry, the phone's ringing. Um, you, you would there would be like this bag and you would see the, there was just a, like a normal size bag and somebody would reach into that bag and pull out like a full size, huge object, Like, oh, wow, look at that. And that's kind of like what this is, is you're kind of like, oh, hey, welcome. You know, and you've got this little bag, magic tricks and you're like, oh, would you like this sword? You can use that on your quest. And, you know, oh, look what we got in here. Ah, here is a, a shield that you can use. And here's a full set of armor. And, you know, now they've got, you know, they go from, you know, not having anything to being fully ready uh, for battle and uh, and in just a moment and isn't that cool and it's just this little tight little sales page and that allows you to then you can sell that and offer this as a product that yeah. it, and it's an onboarding and again right. because it gets them up to speed very quickly. so that's been my kind of go-to strategy for somebody who's got a mature business and they're looking to sift and sort for their clients to get them the most useful materials. So
0: you're almost, you're kind of killing like three birds with one stone essentially is what I heard you you say. So you're using that initial piece of content or landing page or communication as sort of like an info product for new new customers. It's like, here's everything that you need. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what this process will look like. You're also leveraging it as kind of like a navigational guide to your website or to what else they need right. to access to be successful. And then you can allow yourself to creatively kind of market that as its own product and position that as a promotional tool to cr- create more demand and ultimately increase acquisition on the front end. Yeah,
1: what I try to do is position it as a gift with purchase. And, and that way it helps drive sales of the subscription to begin with. Yes, yes,
0: amazing. And then another another point that you, that you talk about in the book that I just found so interesting is that brands that use upsells Mm. Directly after new clients come into their program are going to create more successful clients, regardless as to whether those individuals take the upsell or do not. Um, why is isn't that it? remarkable?
1: Yeah. Well, um, uh, I don't necessarily care why, because I just like the fact that it works. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the you know, I think what you're referring to is that. You know, a lot of a lot of folks especially particularly in the membership world are concerned about offering upsells to their new subscribers because they're, mm-hmm. they're they fear that their subscriber is going to quit if they oversell mm-hmm. and that is true if you're half-handed and you are overselling you're you're going to burn out your subscriber and they're going to want to quit But what we found is that when you offer upsells in a positive way, where you are reselling them on the benefits of what they're getting and how it's going to help them, and the upsell is complementary and it helps accelerate their results, then what we found is that users who see that upsell and purchase certainly uh, retain at a much higher rate. And you know, it makes sense, right? Because they've bought in, they've reinvested, they've kind of doubled up their that, what, how much they've put in. They're more committed than they were when they were simply a member. But the other thing that we discovered is that the members who saw the upsell and didn't purchase also retained at a higher rate than subscribers who did not see the upsell at all. And in talking to members, one of the things that we kind of found, one of the things I heard over and over again is like, yeah, I'm not really ready for that thing up there. I decided that, you know, I'm really kind of happy with what I have, which right there, you know, if you can make your subscriber happy with the product that they got, then you know, that's a win regardless. Uh but what it did is the upsell helped reaffirm the journey. It helped them re, re- recommit to the process. And even though they weren't investing more money, they had committed to the product and go, they, they kind of recognized uh, where, they, where they fit. The other thing this does, Michael, which is kind of bigger than anything, is it really eliminates the chargebacks and the concern like oh I didn't know I was in a subscription oh I don't like when you upsell the, the subscriber and say hey you are now a subscriber of the X Y Z you know Scaling Sciences uh, subscription for ninety nine dollars a month uh, wouldn't you like to be part of this other program that you get all these benefits and you get this this and this for four hundred ninety nine dollars a month and you right. go through the whole thing they're like you know if they they're like you know I'm good at $99 a month. Well, more than anything, that completely eliminates the whole. I didn't know I was in a subscription. Um, you know, that is now gone, and 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 so you have you have helped ensure that the subscriber understands the terms of the subscription and that they're okay with them and that they're ready for this journey more than if you had never offered the upsell. I was taught back when I was starting all this monthly subscription stuff. You know, 2004 was really when this blew up, and 2005 was when I was getting involved with monthly subscriptions. And the conventional wisdom at that point was, "Shh, don't tell them they're in a subscription." You know, mm-hmm. don't say anything. You know, just, just you know, try to. And what I found is that's complete bullcrap, mm-hmm. and that's going to lead to higher churn, bigger complaints and problems. It's much better to flip it and talk about how awesome the subscription is and reaffirm the value that they're getting than it is to try to keep secrets.
0: Yeah, because if, if you if you do the latter, I mean, people are, people are going to see that charge, right, on on their bank accounts and at, at worst they're going to be reminded of something that they signed up for at one point, but that they no longer want because they're not feeling the value of it. And Mm -hmm. they're just going to feel frustrated and they're going to cancel.
1: That's, that's what's going to happen in those situations. So yeah, radical
0: radical transparency, right?
1: Well, yeah, it it just, it's remarkable that it actually works. Who knew? Right. Right. (laughs)
0: That's what it's all about. That's, That's what's needed today. Right. Like we have to, we have to up the ante as, as business owners and, and, those things that seem so obvious, they're table stakes, but they're they're non-negotiables. Hey, this is Michael. I'm popping in for 20 seconds here to challenge you to take the next step in your growth journey. I've helped over 40 business owners amplify their operation inside of my immersive one-on-one, which is unlike any other coaching program out there. We'll be getting hands-on, doing content planning, script writing, ads optimization, customer mapping, and a lot more. So if it makes sense to chat, the link to schedule your call is in the description. All right, back to the show. Um, and piggybacking off of that, Robert walk us through either a real or imaginary member on ramp that is needed today to really wow a customer not just to fulfill not just to 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 meet their expectations but to exceed them like what does a truly great subscriber onboarding look like
1: yeah the i think the it would it would be composed of multiple pieces i think the the first thing is after many many people will have a sequence of upsells as part of the initial transaction uh, the customer is buying a particular product. There is a a, a value that they're going to get from it. Then, you know, either as part of that product purchase, they're offered a subscription, or maybe as an upsell, they're they're offered a subscription, and then that you know leads to perhaps other upsells. But when the upsells are done, there then is a welcome video. And at the point of that welcome video, you are reaffirming the value that they're getting. You're, you're engaging them on this journey and, and committing to help them get to where they want to go. Uh, you know, think of it kind of like a GPS device that it used to be, uh, you know, Michael, you're probably too young for this, but uh, for when, when I grew up, our parents had a book. It was like this thick and it was like this tall and that wide of maps. And the maps would sit in the backseat of the car and they would ride around in the car. And whenever they needed a map, they would pull out that book and you would refer to it and you would look for it. And, and really, if you think, if you look at offers from the 1990s, they are really like guide maps of uh, uh, how, to, how, to, you know, how to navigate anywhere, how to create, you know, even Michael Gerber's product on systems is very different than what the, how to build a a food meal plan in using Notion. You know, they're very different ideas that are selling today versus back then. And what people want more than anything is to ask Siri where the nearest Starbucks is. So you're, and and then get turn by turn directions. And so for you onboarding, you've got to be able to either ask or guess to where the customer is and where they wanna go and give them turn by turn directions, just like Apple Maps to get them to where they wanna be. And so you start that with your, you start by getting organized, simplify your product, either on one web webpage or by, uh, or by creating a product that's designed to do this. And then you uh, have that as part of a welcome video that reaffirms the big promise that really helps them believe that they can do it, that helps them understand kind of what time commitment is. And that gives them a simple starting place that gets them a quick win so that they can feel success. I would also supplement that with a seven-day email sequence. And that reaffirms many of those same same points that that were in your video. I also encourage, it's not the first thing I recommend, but as you move forward with your onboarding, I also recommend a mailed snail mail package mm-hmm. that also summarizes the, the 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 on-ramp and what you're going to offer, uh, reaffirms with social proof, testimonials, and that also this is particularly important if you offer a number of other products and services because your customer came in buying one thing, they may not recognize that you have six or eight other products or that you might be selling a product and you also offer three levels of coaching uh, or maybe that you'll also do consulting. And so by sending them a package in the mail, it, it's the uh, mail is so much better uh, as a catalog than anything that gets done on 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 web media today being yeah. able to turn the page and it you know the paper is amazing it loads instantly there is no buffering uh there's no you know there's you know it's always 1080p um it's perfect and you and, and the customer also they can go back they can go forward they can save it and keep it even when they have more time, it's far superior uh, of a relationship building device than online. And so, uh, but the key to this is, is it's not only sticking the sale that you just made, but it's also for upsells and keeping your customer, making them aware of everything else that you offer. Uh, And then uh, lastly, one of the things that is kind of the next click is, An offer, particularly if you're doing this, if you're selling monthly, then you would have, I would recommend a a gift that becomes available after the first month and maybe even after the second month. And, And so let's say the gift comes out at day 35 so that the subscriber has paid at least one month of that subscription. And so at day 25, you know, out comes an email from Michael's like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe I've got this new thing coming out. I've been working on it for, uh, you know, it's taken me weeks to create this and it's going to be fabulous. It's going to help you do this. It's going to help you do that. And Mm. I'm giving it to you for free as a subscriber to our program. Mm-hmm. And then you know, three days later, there's another email. It's like, oh, you can't believe what I I, I I just sent the handouts to the graphic designer, and the graphic designer is creating and making them beautiful for you, so that it's going to be easy to follow and and fun to, to hand out. Like, and then three days later, oh, I just got them back. We're just about four days away from having it available, and I'm going to make it available to you. And so, like now, they've all forgotten right that there was even a renewal, <laughs> and and so rather than being focused on, I want to cancel. 24 hours before my cancellation date, now they're like, oh, wow, there's something brand new coming out that I want to get access to. Now, yeah. they don't know that they are getting that sequence because they're, they're now in day 20 to day 35 of their email sequence. So that's a nice thing about email is that this subscriber doesn't know that the other subscriber you know, in, in another city got that email six months ago. Um, and and so you you know th- this is a ca- a little campaign that helps stick the sale by having a just like we did gift with purchase it's a gift with the first payment and and I don't I don't say like tit for tat oh if you pay this payment you're gonna get this gift I just just Michael just happens to be releasing it and and just for this customer and he doesn't know or she doesn't know that. You know, this is just not complete happenstance. Uh, but you know, you just happen to start promoting this a couple. You know, a, as as the subscriber nears their renewal date. So those are kind of the four things that are uh, that you know the the welcome video, the seven day email sequence, the snail mail package, and then the the gift with renewal. And whether that happens at month one because they're a monthly member or after a year because they're an annual member, either way, uh, that's that's how that goes.
0: And guys, anybody can can incorporate these in some aspect within your business, whether you're a publisher, if you are an e-com brand, if you are a subscription box, if you're a coach or consultant and you're getting clients signed up on long-term payment plans, these are all things that you should be thinking about and, and take little bits and pieces to, to you know, integrate them within your business. <laughs>
1: And even SAS, you can have a new feature yeah. that becomes available. It gets yeah. unlocked at, at, at day at day 35 because they're not going to also the thing is, is a you know, SAS product, we think they're going to use everything, but the fact, you know, they're not going to get around to, there's a lot of features they're not going to get around to by day 35 anyway. Uh, yes. We can, we can lock those down and uh, make them available magically uh, when it's time.
0: Speaking of a lot of features, I want to go into that quickly and, you know, I think we alluded to it earlier, but one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of subscription brands or membership, you know, leaders, maybe not leaders, but marketers might make is to is to overwhelm, you know, their new clients with with all of these things that they have. There's so much value. We're so prideful of all the things that we've included in our programs or our platforms, and we just want to lay it all out there. Um, that's not necessarily the best way to go. Robert, what other mistakes um do do subscription and members membership brands make that that you see more often than not?
1: The the biggest thing and is, is talking to all of your subscribers like they're at the same point of their journey. Yes, and it's kind of like talking to all your kids in the same way. If you got teenagers, you're gonna have to talk to them differently than you got the middle schoolers, and you got to talk to them differently than the elementary schools. And you got like each one of those kids is in a different place, and you gotta have a different conversation with them. Same yes. with your subscribers and your members. That the new members that have only been around a month, they. They're like, oh, I don't know. And this is really for me. Yeah, you know, they're they're kind of, you know, just sort of testing this out, even if they've paid for a year. They're just like, eh. And then whereas you've other subscribers that they can't get enough. You know, particularly if you're a publisher, that you know, they they consume everything. They read it, they're commenting on the site, and they want more. You know, like you just wrote this thing, uh, published this piece of content. It took you weeks to do it. It's beautiful, it's amazing information. And now they're like, When's the next one coming out? And they're like, I just got it done yesterday. And and you know, the and so your your True believers, your lifers, they will never be satiated. You'll never, you know, like the, the true Disney fan, there can never be enough Star Wars movies to, to, to make them happy. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I I love Star Wars. I haven't seen the last three. I just haven't been able to get around to it. I love them dearly, but I just can't get around. So it's just that, you know, whereas those true fans They'll watch those, they'll watch them three times, go with their buddies, and then they're online chatting or they're doing fan fiction, creating their own movie scripts for the sequels that that they wanna see created. And, and, and so when you are speaking to your members, you have to segment your list and speak to them differently. And uh, you know create content for your true believers and the things that they want. And God bless them because they're what makes this whole business work. For your new subscribers, we've got to really baby them and move them similar to the highway. You have these on-ramps where you are able as a vehicle to get your vehicle up to speed so that you're able to merge into traffic. If you just had to pull straight in, you'd get slammed by the oncoming cars. You've got to really think of that with your subscribers too and help them get up to speed and catch up to your other members so that they are consuming at that same rate. Because if you try to go, Oh, we got this, we got that. As if you're talking to one of your true believers, you're going to instantly overwhelm somebody with like, there's, for me, there's already too too many Mandalorian episodes. I just, I'm never going to get through them all. I, 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 it won't happen. Um, So uh, even though I think I would really enjoy baby Yoda, I just can't get there. And so, you know, for, for me, I'm not ready for it. I'm just not even, there's too much. Whereas for most Mandalorian star Wars fans, there's no, they they haven't even scratched the surface as to what they can create for them. So that segmentation is crucial.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess that kind of leads me into, I guess my last question really, and it's around. So after you surpass that initial stage with people right you get them indoctrinated you're they've been onboarded maybe they've been in your program for a period of weeks or months they're making progress right you're they're seeing results what are some of the ways that you think about either testing and improving your their experience after that initial phase or um, integrating like feedback loops so that you can be in constant communication and figure out, all right, like, what are they really feeling about this experience? What do they want to see changing? Like, what are some things that people should do after as they get people, you know, past that initial period?
1: Yeah. One of the things that I am a big proponent in is building feedback loops into your content and your products where you are always inviting your subscribers, readers, coaching members to reply, to post their homework, to share back what they have done, uh, maybe with you or your, your, via email, but also posting it for the forum. And that within your products and within your community, constantly inviting subscribers to So that, hey, you know, when you create this form, when you fill this out, this is going to help accelerate your results. And you know what? Once you've completed this, uh, and I welcome you to post it to the forum so that you can get feedback because we've already seen hundreds of these. And often we're going to be able to give you some insights and feedback that can help you uh, to, to, to to, to overcome an obstacle that you don't even see there yeah. and really accelerate your results. And if nothing else, uh, congratulate you on getting it done because that's a huge part of, of moving forward. And you know what, you know, when you know that you're, that you've got to share this with somebody, it helps you get it done. Just like when you have a workout buddy, you're going to get out to the gym more than when you don't having somebody that we, you can hold, allow, hold yourself accountable is going to help you get this done. So why don't you go ahead and commit to a date, uh, get it done, post it to the forum, and uh, we can't wait to see you make that great progress. And so that way, by by having these feedback loops, one, you can kind of see how people are or, or pr- proceeding, and you get a sense of how it's going, those feedback loops can build in an opportunity for testimonials. So maybe they're often, we're just sticking it in a, a particular forum uh, post, you know, where they're putting it, it's just like bare bones. Other times we're creating web forms where they actually go and they post this. And the nice thing about doing that is then on the thank you page, you can uh, prompt for a testimonial yes. or other questionnaires for feedback uh also uh you know you know what it depends on how you want how sophisticated and how big your business is If you've got customer service people it's so easy to send them a personal note congratulating them on on getting it done if it's simply going into a forum then you'd have your forum moderators or uh somebody you know or the community itself giving them feedback but uh but you want those you you you're these are building, and of course, your high-end coaching members, the people that are paying you the most money, they're getting the most results. And so you want them to give you their examples every single month, because then that gives you something to talk about. And that's the last piece of this is by receiving this input from your subscribers, you're now able to report back out to the members and say, hey, I want to congratul- congratulate Michael, he got it, you know, Michael, Joseph, Harold, and, and, and and Jane they did you know the the this exercise and they did a great job and hey look at what you know Alice did she built this and grew her business and you know made these sales congratulations Alice mm-hmm. and whether you do this in your weekly emails or you do this in your coaching calls or you do it in any other media congratulating your members helps make individual victories into group victories. And just like you know, people are excited when their team wins uh, an NFL game, you become excited about somebody on this team that's making ourselves better or growing our business or using this tool. It helps us uh, celebrate a group victory uh, uh, and make an individual victory into a group victory and really build the momentum. So those feedback loops and then giving out recognition are crucial to long-term success within your subscription.
0: Yes, and something I would add to that as well is that there's so much value in community and whether it's a Facebook group or some kind of a forum or a place where your customers or other members can come together, maybe that's a loyalty program and where they can network and interact with one another to provide value in a two-way a two-way street where, the burden can actually be placed off of you as the owner or the content creator or the leader. And you actually have this, this community of a value exchange among your members that you can start to cultivate as you build your business can be another really, really big value add um, as you get bigger.
1: Totally. And uh, yeah, I mean, communities can be very powerful because then they start recruiting new subscribers for you.
0: Right, right. Robert, this has been incredible. Um, um we could go on for for hours and hopefully I can have you back <laughs> on here again at some sure, point. Sure,
1: happy to come back. It's great to be yeah. a part of it. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining. Uh, where can people find you and, and maybe grab your book? as well.
1: The the retention point book is available on Amazon or anywhere you uh, buy books. Also, I have a brand new book out called Subscription Success. If you would like to, this is a a very simple book that talks about the the nine different subscription models and the growth drivers for each. It really distills down what successful subscription companies do. You can get this on Amazon or you can get a digital copy for free at subscriptionsmadeeasy.com. All right. I will be sure to do that.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Robert. And we will chat soon.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute honor to be part of your program.
0: Likewise. Hey guys, if you found value in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend and on social media. And be sure to tag me so that I can repost. And please rate and review as everything helps so that I can get this knowledge to as many people as humanly possible. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is now on sale. You can visit my website, michaelbecker.org, to grab your copy. There's also a link in the description. And if you'd like to learn more about what me and my team at Neocor are building, you can visit our website, neocor.co. You can learn more there and join the waitlist for when we launch later this year.